Good morning and welcome in, everybody. Today, I want to take a look at a passage of Scripture from 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 and verses 6 through 8 says, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you, because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud, and that's your brethren. The Apostle is very clear in this passage that those who are claiming to be Christian are not supposed to get involved taking people to court for whatever reasons. To participate in these activities is to engage in a verbal fight with others. When someone defrauds you, it means that they withhold something that is rightfully yours or is due you. A good understanding of this word is taught through its usage in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verses 2 through 5 says this, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife. Defraud you not one the other, except to be with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt you not for your incontinency. As the apostle teaches here, in marriage, your body becomes the property of your spouse until death parts you. Sometimes in a marriage, a spouse will use sexuality as a weapon or deny it in order to get things that they want. When that kind of behavior develops, it's not Christian charity. Uh, it's not Christian love that they possess. It's hatred towards the one that they freely chose to live their life with. To go one step further, if a spouse divorces the other, they sin by permanently defrauding their marriage partner of what rightfully is theirs. Defraud is a sin in the sight of God, which is to deprive somebody of what belongs to them. Depriving somebody means to take away something from them that is necessary or pleasant, or to withhold or deny something from their enjoyment or possession of. It is not allowing somebody to have or keep something that is inherently theirs. First Thessalonians 4, 6, That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. Anybody who professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ is forbidden from going to the from going to the court system or to earthly law with other people. Granted, there are numerous occasions when people might defraud you of right, rightly belongs to you, but we are not to retaliate. They might take your possessions or your belongings. They might take your finances or in a divorce scenario, run off with your own children. But Christians are not to go to earthly law for justice, but to Christ Jesus. Instead of fighting in a courtroom somewhere, we suffer the wrongs that are committed against us. The Lord commands us not to resist evil. This means when somebody defrauds you of what is yours by taking something against your wishes, you are forbidden to fight back. 
Although many people will wickedly take advantage of that situation, God sees everything and nothing is hidden from his sight. He knows when we are being defrauded by others, and he will certainly avenge his suffering children. Matthew 5, verse 38 through 40 says, You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Luke 18, verse 7 through 8 says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. In another passage of Scripture, the Apostle James clearly warns the rich about keeping back the wages that were due to those who had worked for them. They had already earned it and it belonged to them, but the rich wouldn't pay what was agreed upon. When the poor were defrauded, they cried out mightily to God to avenge them, and he heard them. The Lord continues today to hear the cries of those who are deprived of what is rightfully theirs. Look at James 5, 1 through 4. It says this, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. Behold, the hire of the laborers, who have reaped down your fields, which is a view kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. Instead of going to an earthly courtroom to sue somebody to get back what rightfully belongs to us, we cry out to the Lord Jesus, who is the King of justice. We don't take matters to court. We take them to Christ. Just as Pharaoh found out in the days of Moses, God is not mocked, and he will avenge. Romans 12, verse 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Hebrews 10, 30-31 says, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Even when the Lord Jesus was taken to an earthly courtroom to stand before Pilate, he didn't speak a word or resist the wrongs that were being committed against him. Mark 15, 3-5, And the chief priests accused him of many things, but he answered nothing. And Pilate asked him again, saying, Answerest thou nothing? Behold how many things they witnessed against thee. But Jesus yet answered nothing so that Pilate marveled. The world and everything in it were created by Jesus. He's the highest place of authority and power, and he could have destroyed the world in the blink of an eye, but he didn't. He allowed himself to suffer when the world committed such evil acts against him. Matthew 26, verse 53 says this, Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? So, if somebody sues you to take away your own coat, then let him have it. Don't resist evil when they defraud and sin against you. All we need to do 
is petition the one who presides over the highest court. And let's think about these things for right now. We can be found on your web browser by searching TLK JBC, where you can find our diaries distributed through various platforms. We're not associated or affiliated with any other religious groups. You can get our entire podcast feeds directly along with transcripts at TLKJBC.com. Or I suppose that you can find us somewhere up here in the great northern Minnesota woods. Peace to you, and Lord willing, we'll talk with you some more tomorrow. Till then, bye-bye, everybody.